5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Broadcasting live from Hindmarsh Square, this is 5AA Nights. Local stories, local opinions. Call 8223 0000. 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is Matthew Pantelis. Well, good evening to you. Happy New Year and uh, season's greetings and all of that. How have you been over the last five or six weeks? I hope you've been well, staying safe from COVID and everything else going around. There's not much else going around. See the stats today that uh, our death rate has improved in terms of our longevity has improved, that uh, people are living longer in Australia, thanks to the fact no one's getting the flu and dying. But uh, anyway, let's hope it stays that way and uh, we'll have a chat about that as the night goes on, I'm sure. You know the number, 8223 0000. You can email on air at 5AA.com.au. Send me a text as well, 0448 08 is the number. Michaela's touched on many of the uh, the stories today. We'll have a look at some of them in a tick. Coming up tonight, Astro Dave Renneke will join me at 830 with news, I mean, you might have seen the spectacular footage of that underwater volcano going off near Tonga, and we still don't know really the effects. There's been vision of, you know, a tidal wave sweeping across parts of the coast there, but uh, communications are down, and there's a plane about to go over, an Australian RAAF plane, to, to have a look at the place. But uh, how badly it's been affected, um, I think, is still really unknown, and some of the islands around there as well, because obviously there's a few in that vicinity. So we'll uh, we'll find out more as time goes on. But forget about that. There's a big asteroid about to sweep past the Earth. That'll be one of Dave's stories tonight, and that'll happen tomorrow. It's going to miss us, but not by a lot. And you just wonder how many are out there we know nothing about. They reckon that uh, apparently no no indications of a strike of the asteroids we know about for the next hundred years or so, which is good. Okay, I'll take that. But the ones that comes from behind the sun that we might not know anything about yet. And incidentally, have you seen the kind of zany movie Don't Look Up, which is a screening, I think it's on Netflix. It uh, Let's hope that never happens with a president that doesn't seem to care. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's uh, Dave Renneke will join me around 8.30. We'll have a chat with the Education Union a bit later as well about teachers potentially... Uh, mounting strike action. A ballot will start tomorrow for teachers to determine whether they do go on strike over the fact that if they're asymptomatic, they can turn up to school. In fact, they'll be expected to turn up to school, but they might have to quarantine from their families. In fact, they will have to. And that has teachers' concerns. So where's all that at? We'll uh, we'll find out. We'll have a chat with them a bit later on. We'll look at it on this day as well. And uh, your calls. Love to hear from you. So now the Premier says we may have reached our COVID peak here in SA with another 3,829 infections. Fortunately, no more deaths today. Uh, the Premier saying the numbers are tracking well in that they're not going up. And they haven't been for most of the week. They've been sitting around. We peaked at around 5,000. What was it? Thursday, I think, last week. 5,000 and something cases, but that's when they started including the uh, rapid antigen tests and there was um, uh, results not included for a few days before because of the heat last week and they were all bundled together. So that day spiked, but um, it's been sitting at under 4,000, three to 4,000 for the last little while. And when you think back to when it started going up, you know, we had 200, then four, five, six, eight 
1,000, 2,000 almost overnight. And that's not happening anymore. So that's good. In fact, that's in the scheme of things, that's excellent. So hopefully we're at the top and uh, and it comes down. And looking at a, a graph in the Australian on the weekend that showed uh, we have in SA a gradual increase of cases have had anyways over the last three or four weeks rather than particularly Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria that have had huge spikes in cases. Ours has been a gradual slide up. Theirs has just been through the roof. So, you know, things comparatively aren't as bad as uh, interstates. So that is something to be small mercies, I suppose, something to be uh, thankful for. Um the federal government optimistic about the country's economic recovery despite the spread of the Omicron variant. A new report by Deloitte forecasting the economy will grow a healthy 4% this year. Slight improvement on contractions seen during the hard lockdowns since 2020. So hopefully that's right. So 4%, I think they were forecasting over 5 almost 6%. But that was before Omicron. So 4%, well, you take that. And uh, and that's good. All right. The price of a rat's kit. What have you paid for a, a, a rapid antigen test kit? $15 was one that we bought about a week ago and uh, fortunately negative. So good. Uh, the consumer watchdog being flooded with complaints. Retailers hiking up the price of tests with some outlets. I think this is interstate. Haven't heard of this being here. As much as $77 per kit despite wholesale costs ranging between 4 and 12 bucks. I don't know, $15. Now, I thought that was, to be honest, I thought that was a bit pricey. Given that we're all going to be using these, we're probably going to have cupboards full of them at home eventually, and uh, I reckon, you know, 5 to 10 bucks per kit, or maybe 10 for 2, 15 for 3, 18 for 4, I don't know. Well, eventually in the next month or two, we're going to have more than we know what we do with, to do with. And that's a good thing. And that hopefully will, uh, encourage businesses to look at selling them cheaply. And so they should. $70. I mean, I, I would just refuse to pay that. So hopefully people do. It's like petrol. Petrol spiked yesterday at a dollar 88. And yet throughout the day, uh, it was most servos, many at least, if not most, had it for a dollar forty-seven. I don't know what it's like today. I ended up filling up a couple of times yesterday in the morning. I needed about half a tank, and then we went to Victor for the Arvo, and um, filled up on the way back again. Or when I got back and needed another quarter of a tank or so, so that was uh, still for a dollar forty odd. So I'm pleased about that. And if it's up at a dollar eighty-eight today, well. Yeah, good luck. If you see it cheap tonight, make sure you fill up. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Now, what a joke this bloke is. Labor demanding the PM take responsibility for the visa storm surrounding the tennis player 24 hours after he left Australia. The political blame game ongoing. Mr Djokovic was granted a visa to enter the country in November, but it wasn't until he was arrived he was told he didn't have the correct documentation. The uh, The government says that's on him. But Christina Keneally from the opposition says the Prime Minister should have realised there was an issue. I don't have the Prime Minister checked uh, Djokovic's visa papers personally, nor would you expect him to. But uh, he's now potentially banned unless he gets an exemption from entering Australia for three years. So he may be allowed to return before then, of course. But uh, you know what? This could all be very easily resolved if he had a couple of vaccination shots. Pretty simple. No issue, just like all the others that are here, Nadal and everyone else that travels around the world playing tennis. 
Not much to ask. I wouldn't have thought if Djokovic, for whatever reason, thinks he, uh, he should be exempt from that, then why should he? Frankly, why should he? Should not be uh, allowed, should not be, should not have come. And thinking that for some reason, because he's the world number one, I presume that he's uh, he's allowed to fill in paperwork or his agent's allowed to fill in paperwork uh, incorrectly, as it turned out. And that should be uh, fine. And on Tennis Australia say so. Well, not not how it should work and not how it has worked. And all is right in that particular sphere. The tree climb people in the parkland saying all their trees are inspected regularly. Safety is priority. How close was the branch that collapsed yesterday? The uh, course has been closed, the children's course anyway, and uh, the tree itself isn't decayed. No one could have foreseen it, according to an arborist. It had some sort of a um, a prune mark that was within the the bark, within the, the core of the branch, and uh, couldn't tell. So, but gum trees, you know, but luckily no one was injured. Very lucky. I've been through the course a number of times. I've done the, uh, not the kids course, but the, the adult section. My kids have done it and, uh, quite enjoyable. So I'm glad it, it turned out safe. Um, getting a bit old for all I find though, <laughs> scrambling through the branches. Some of it is quite challenging depending which, which course you do. I generally do the, uh, uh, the blue one, which I think from memory it goes, uh, I want to say green, blue, red and black, I think. And uh, so blue is the second level of intensity and the others I don't even want to think about. I, the blue one is easy. The the Sorry, the one under blue, green, I think it is, is easy. The blue is, is challenging and it gets harder from there. But uh, if you've done tree climb, you know all about it. Um, an Australian surveillance flight, as I mentioned, heading to Tonga. The Air Force plane delayed due to the dangers from the ash. But uh, how amazing was that explosion seen from the satellite? I mean, that's, you know, hundreds of kilometres up. And this thing just just went off, didn't it? The the massive eruption, just unreal. Uh, the Cancer Council launching a, a drinks meter app to help people measure their intake of alcohol with apparently surveys showing 44% of Australians aren't aware of the risk of cancer associated with drinking booze. There's no safe level of alcohol consumption, they say. So uh, 44% cancer risk in alcohol. That's uh, so a drink meter app to help people measure their intake. Good idea. Uh, three people facing court. It's uh, a man who's aged about 38 and his parents aged 59 and 62. After police turned up at Morford Vale and started digging up the back uh, garden, finding only 50 grand's worth of cash and half a kilo of meth buried in pipes and cans and containers in the soil in the backyard. Uh, jewellery and an e-bike uh, seized as well, police alleging they're the proceeds of crime. And the British PM, Boris Johnson, facing more calls to resign over Partygate. The leader of the opposition branding Johnson a liar and a criminal for attending social events during lockdown. He uh, can't see Boris Johnson. He might drag the government down as he tries to hold on, but I can't see that being sustainable long term. But anyway, we'll see where it all ends up. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.